Welcome to Whiskey Wednesdays, a podcast session with Manny Carrera, your real estate resourcer. Here we sit with entrepreneurs, influencers, movers and shakers of El Paso, Texas, showcasing their experiences and successes along with a unique glass of whiskey every episode. Enjoy. What is up, y'all? Manny Carrera, your real estate resource, and this is episode number 40 of Whiskey Wednesday podcast sessions, where we sit with entrepreneurs, influencers, movers, and shakers over a glass of some fine whiskey. It's been a minute, but we are back, and I'm super excited right now to announce not only my guest, but this delicious bottle that we're going to be drinking today. Today, we're going to be drinking Basil Hayden's. This one I haven't tried yet. I already popped it open, we've already taken some sips, but this one's Caribbean Reserve Rye. I'm gonna be enjoying this bottle today with one of my good friends and business owners of Villalobos Pest Control, biggest pest control company here in El Paso, Texas, David Villalobos. David, what's up, bro? Cheers. What do, baby? Welcome Cheers. to the show. This is episode number 40, bro. I'm super excited to yeah, have you too, on. Man. Glad, you, glad you brought me on. Yeah, yeah. It's literally been about two months since we've done a podcast. Last podcast we did was with, was with uh, Monica Castillo uh, from 102. So it was really cool, really fun. But I'm excited to be behind the mic again and sitting with you know somebody that's doing some stuff here in El Paso. So Really excited to have you on, bro. Are you a whiskey drinker? I am. Um, usually drink Crown. Like Crown? Crown? Damn, bro, you're hard. I'm going to drink anything straight, maybe Crown yeah. Vanilla, something with a little bit of flavor to yeah, it. Yeah, a little vanilla. You like apple? I do. It's, it's decent. I like the, the peach one a little bit more smooth. Yeah? yeah Crown's yeah, honestly... I'm a fan of whiskey. Yeah, definitely. Crown's yeah. pretty hard. I, I think the only time I drink Crown is when I'm drinking uh, Crown Slammers. Slammers? Yeah, that's everybody's yeah. go-to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my go-to, man. What is Crown Slammers? It's, yeah, it's Crown and Red Bull, right? No, Sprite. Just oh, Sprite, okay. Sprite. Yeah. Cool, cool. I'm a, like, when I get to uh, kind of splurge here on the on the show, I get, like, some good bottles and stuff like that, but nice. if you catch me out, I'm always drinking Hennessy on the rocks. Oh, yeah? Like, I'm a Henny guy, <laughs> dude. I love Hennessy. I don't know Damn, why. It's, Henny, man. It's so good. I haven't even had oh, Hennessy hey. on the show yet. It sneaks up, man. I need to invite her. You can do things you regret, bro. Yeah, bro, for <laughs> sure. Uh, but really excited to have you on, man. So for the people watching here, um, you know, on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, uh, why don't we go ahead and start by you introducing yourself, what do you do, and then we'll go ahead and get into it. Well, uh, my name is David Villalobos. I'm one of the owners of uh, Villalobos Pest Control. Uh, we, speci- we specialize in both pest and termite control. Um, we also do uh, termite inspections, home inspections, uh, general pest maintenance, bed bugs, fleas and ticks. Uh, we do... Um, Mice, you know, bee removal, stuff like that. So, yeah. um, so anything with more than two feet. Yeah, know. basically any, anything that you don't want uninvited in your house. I'll yeah. even get rid of people, man. If you oh, shit. <laughs> My ex-girlfriend's but, here. Right? Get her dated. Yeah, yeah, your mother-in-law comes over and invited, bro. Yeah, yeah. I'll get rid of her too, man. That's funny. But, um, we started the company back in uh, 1981. My dad was the original owner of the company. Damn. Um, Were you born yet? Yeah, I was not born yet. No? No, no not yet. Um, but... Um, yeah, he was a 19-year-old kid, uh, just trying to make ends meet. The The idea for the company actually came to be, uh, my, my grandfather was trying to figure what he can get his kids involved in and stuff, so he, you know, he went to my dad and said, hey, why don't we try uh, pest control? You know, it was in a real big market at the time, so it was a good business to get into. So um, my dad was uh, a freshman at, at UTEP, and it was also helping him pay for his schooling and stuff like that, you know, but... It wasn't as simple as it is now where people call my office, I wake up every morning, I look at my yeah. tablet, I got a schedule and stuff like that. For them, it was from the ground up. So they were actually going out door to door, knocking on homes. They didn't even have enough money to buy business cards. They were walking around with those yellow post-its and they were stamping the post-its and sticking them on doors. Really? And it with all their it, information? Yeah, just with their information. And it got to the point where, I mean, my dad was a shy kid, you know, they're getting calls at the house. and. They were like, well, who's going to answer the phone? Well, no, well, you have to figure it out. You know? <laughs> He's like, we didn't figure out that yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they, hadn't, they hadn't ironed out those wrinkles yet, you know. So, And then you fast forward now, 39 years later, man, we've got a fleet of about 16 trucks. You know, we uh, we got a, uh, about 25 to 30 employees now that are wow, in our business man. and stuff. So we're doing well, you know, and, you know, it's all glory to God. You know, we've always put the business in God's hands and stuff. I mean, there was even a point when, uh, when my dad got married where he was trying to figure what he wanted to do because there wasn't enough money coming in through the business side. Right, you know, right. He had already graduated from UTEP and he had a degree in computer science and stuff. But um, he just he just put his faith in God and said, you know what, this is what I'm going to go after and you know, and the rest is history, man. It's yeah. going to what it is now. And 
Um, we, like you said, man, we've, we've grown to be not only one of the biggest divisions of pest control in, in El Paso, but we're actually one of the biggest divisions in, in Texas now. That's you know? badass, so, man. Yeah, That's it's, huge. It's, yeah, it's been good. Yeah, it's That's been, good. It's been That's really good. good. So you, 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 you know, may have learned and I'm guaranteeing learned a lot from your dad growing up. I'm sure he instilled a lot in you as far as hard work and what it really takes to grow a business. And you said it yourself, you know, it wasn't as easy back then as it is now. How would you compare, Sheesh. you know, the market? You know, is this, is good? good? What do you, what do you taste right here? You taste the rum? This has it rum has in it, rum, by the yeah. way. Yeah, yeah. It's good though, man. Yeah, it's yeah, good, right? So uh, where would you compare the marketing that, you know, your dad had compared to now, 2019? Mm -hmm. Where know, that, are that honestly is, that's the biggest turnaround, is the, the, the marketing strategy, you yeah. know, because... Um, I guess being being a homegrown El Paso native, you know, my dad, it was always kind of just the quality of service. Make sure that people like your service and they'll continue to call you in word of mouth and all that. Because although El Paso's grown to what it is, it still has the mentality of a small town. Yeah. It's say who uses who who do you use? You know, oh well let me get their number. You know, it's not right, right. you know, let me let me check you know, take a look at the TV and see what commercials I see. It really is right, right. let me get somebody to recommend. Let me ask my yeah. friends and family. Let me get a company that has been recommended over to me. You right, know? right. So um he did that. He he solely relied on just word of mouth and, and how the company can hit just based on the quality of service. Which is good. It's it's you know, not a bad strategy, but it does there is a ceiling to that. You know, especially in a, in a city where um, you have so much, so much military that's coming in, you get a lot of big businesses that are actually coming through here. Top golf, you know, that, that, um, indoor skydiving, all yeah, that stuff yeah. that's coming up, Kona grill, everything at the fountains, so much any, growth any, right any, now. anything that, yeah. anything that came through here that was not originally supposed to be in El Paso, they don't go through word of mouth. They do want to see a commercial establishment. Yeah. They do want to see a, a legitimate business with commercials and, and, and good, clean marketing and, and a uniform and stuff like that. So when I came in, um, I've been with the company 13 years, by the way. It was, my first, it was my first job when I was 16 years old. I'll be 30 this year. Um, and at the beginning, it was no uniforms. Just, you know, we would get patches and put them on whatever, whatever yeah. shirt we were wearing that day, you know. Spider-Man uniform. Yeah, So... Um, and our trucks were, well, what kind of truck are we getting for you? Well, which one is a good deal? Didn't matter what color it was. It was yeah. just give me a good deal on a good truck, and I'd buy it. So our fleet was all different colors. You right. know, we didn't have any decals. We'd put magnets on the doors and stuff like that. So and that's where that's where it starts. Yeah, right? you start yeah, you yeah. start putting all this money together for one at one truck, and that one truck turns into yeah, two. and it just continues. Yeah, and and you know, going back to that, I mean, if we if we were going in the right direction. But we needed to clean it up. We needed to legitimize the business and be more presentable. You know? Right, right. So um, about maybe about six years ago, I came in and I said, hey, you know what? We need to, we need to have a logo. We need, it's this logo that's here on the Magnus, the spider. It's a black widow. I have so, a phobia of spiders too, bro. <laughs> I see your flyers. I literally see your door hangers on all these doors. You want to open the door. Realtor, right? yeah, I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, this dude's doing it on purpose. <laughs> so... Uh, we wanted to uh, create a logo that was spoke pest control. That didn't, that you couldn't confuse it for anything else. You couldn't mistake it for any kind of yeah. other business. It was just just pest control. So um, and a feeling too. I oh think yeah, that, that, yeah, that, that logo doesn't even just give you. Oh, that's pest control. It, it makes me, like, you want to uh, get rid of your pests. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Shit. So I didn't want to do anything cute. At first, I drew a bee, and it was a little cute, kind of like the bee movie. <laughs> yeah, thing. Yeah. And I thought, ah, people are gonna. They're not going to want me to go in. I don't want to kill this yeah. cute little bee. <laughs> so I thought, no, you know what? Let's do something that people are afraid of. Let's do something that I know will stand out as a pest control logo. And so I think it's, it's something cool. This is something I can market. Yeah, you know, for to, sure. So I, um, we, we voted on this logo here. Um, then we decided, okay, what are we going to do with the uniforms? What color should we go? You know, um, we didn't want to go white because you get Orkin, the Goliath, you know, that already has white, white right. and red, white, red and black. We would have copied them exactly. You know, mm -hmm. we couldn't go yellow because truly Nolan has the, the bunny ears or the, the mouse ears on their cars. They're already doing yellow. So oh, yeah. we thought, you know what, let's try gray. We went with the light gray, um, which was cool, but for, it started to look very black and white, like, like a very bland, bland that, yeah, bland, okay. not like a, like a, a black and white movie, you know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. I thought, we need to add we need to add some color so that's when we went the university blue so we we started printing on this color we liked it we got a good review from the clients and stuff so we stuck to that about six years ago right that's been that's been the uniform ever since and then we thought okay now now what's next the trucks so we thought okay all the trucks gotta be in uniform 
if whether if I send um, you know Javier, if I send Frank, if I send Larry, if I send Aaron, whoever I send out there, every truck that shows up to your house should look the same. It should yeah. be recognizable from your door. Right. You know, especially if uh, if you're somebody who has that kind of phobia of answering the door to strangers and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But if you look and you say, oh, the I, uniform I, builds yeah, that I, trust. I know, so I know, I know the truck. I know that's my pest control guy. You right. Know what I mean, so. We thought, okay, we'll do that. So we decided to go with either light gray trucks or, or white. And we did the same wrap decals on all the trucks all the way across the board. You know, so, I mean, that's that's where my marketing strategy what did that do for you know? What did that do to the business? Because obviously at that time, you didn't have that that kind of uniformity. Well, you know, it the, comp- the company was growing. Um, it was still climbing when my dad was around. Mm-hmm. And, and when he was doing his his strategies and stuff like that. But I feel like now, the growth is bigger right. per, per year. It's gone. It's gone. It's been bigger, you know. And then at the same time, it, it's more professional. It's a lot more legit, you know. I think yeah. people see it and um, they see the quality of the business cards. They see the quality of, of the uniforms and the trucks and stuff like that. And it sometimes people don't really care about the quality of the service. They just want you to look the part, you know. What right, I mean? right. So they want to um, feel like they, they want to feel like they want to feel like their their x amount of dollars yeah. was put to use. Because you you look like you were doing the right thing, you know right. what I mean. Compared to you showing up sweaty, torn clothing, yeah. you know, half. I think it's the same with the uh, real estate. You know, like with real estate, if you're buying a house, you're buying the biggest investment of your life. Sure. You know, you want somebody to look the part too and and play that professional role. So that's the for sure reason why I can't show up to showings in basketball shorts and some Jordans. You know. Like I do have to play that role and just like your business, having that marketing strategy and that, that first impression, I think, really does go a long way. Sure. Oh, yeah, absolutely. When you're trying to grow the brand. Absolutely. Um, I mean, again, it goes with anything. You don't go to the dealership and you try to test drive the first car you see. You, mm-hmm. you try to find the nicest one and then you see how it performs. You know what I mean? Exactly. And that, go, that goes a lot. I mean, you can also apply that to business in a sense where I want the company to look good first you know, before they come in and, and perform their service, you know, the first step is from their, your truck, your car door to my front door. Let me see the way you look. Right. You know? So that's, that's one of the things that I changed. Another thing that I did change was we didn't have any online marketing whatsoever. Um, we did everything. It was all physical. You saw flyers. Yeah. And, yeah. You Referrals, door to door. And, <laughs> and uh, so I thought, okay, we got to at least get a Facebook going get on a couple of these, you know, Angie's list, uh, home advisors, get, get right, online, right. you know, market yourself to where you, you make yourself known to the public coming in from out of town. You know, if I'm, if I'm coming in from Dallas and, and I don't have a pest control company in El Paso, I'm going to, we have a lot of military, pest, right? Yeah, absolutely. Like, what's the demographic in El Paso for military? Yeah, it's big. And yeah. I would say at least 20%. And, yeah. and people, think, and it's that, growing and people think that that's not realistic, but it is because a lot of these homes that you're even that you're selling out here, how many of them are military? The people, I, I would VA say homes, good, you know, like about 20 30 percent. Yeah. So, so it is. It is that high. You yeah. know, it is. It is a big demographic. The reason why three eight and 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 three four has grown out, you know, that far, and you get one, uh, eleven now on the west side. Most of those people are military. Yeah. You know. So yeah, I I talk to so many military that you know they're from east coast, they're from west coast, and after they're they're done, you know, with their service. They end up staying in El Paso. Yeah, because it's a good place yeah, to stay. I mean, the it's cost safe, of living. It's you know, it's a safe city. I know, granted, stuff that's been going on recently, but it, you know, as a whole, the crime is down. Yeah. You know, but the cost of living is, is way down. I mean, you're selling homes here. This house alone that we're in now would sell anywhere else for a hundred thousand yeah, more than half what it's selling. Half mil and you know, up, you know. Yeah, easily a hundred thousand more than what it's mm-hmm. selling here. So people that come in from out of town realize, hey, you know what? It's actually a pretty city. The weather's good. The yeah. cost of it's living affordable. is affordable. It's yeah, it's everywhere. Affordable. Not even just living. Schools, I mean, you could go out and spend twenty bucks on a on a good day. Yeah, the schools are good, man. People are friendly. You know, the food is fantastic. Yeah, you know, where you, you know, we have the best food. Yeah, we do have the best. Food. We were known to be the fattest city, and that's the reason why <laughs> the food's so damn good out here. I think Houston topped us with all their soul food. Yeah, yeah. Huh? <laughs> but um, yeah, and so. I mean, going back to the, the marketing, man, we, we got online. We, we wanted to make sure that we were at least in the face of the public that was searching pest control, con, pest control companies in El Paso or pest control service in El Paso, termites, you know. Right. As long as they tagged El Paso in it, we wanted to at least be there, you know. Right, we didn't yeah. have to be the first ones you see, but at least be intentional be about present, being there. Be yeah, right, so, yeah. 
Yeah, so I think I think nowadays, especially with social media, and I honestly talk about this in every single episode because every business owner is realizing the same thing that you have to be on social media. Oh, you yeah. have to have that presence because without it, you're honestly, you know, you're non-existent to a lot of people if, if the attention is not on you, which right now, you know, you're, you're talking about Facebook and running some ads. Sure. You know, how, how cheap is it to run ads right now and how cheap is that reach that maybe your dad didn't have an 81? Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's you know? another thing that... Um, we can't completely compare it to because he also didn't have the resources at the yeah, time. You know what I mean? So I can imagine, man. They, he had a pager, dude. You had to page him and then he would call you from a landline. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like there was when no he had some phone. change in time. He had a cell phone the size of this, you know. <laughs> yeah, I remember. And, you know, it, and he would put it in his back pocket somehow. Yeah, yeah just, you couldn't lose it, yeah. So, I mean, he, would, he was doing what he could at the time with the resources that were available at the time. Yeah. You know, but um, being now with the technology, the way that it's advanced and stuff. I mean, everything is in your pocket for everything. Sure. Literally everything that you need is sitting in your pocket in your cell phone. Everything. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, it's crazy how powerful I run little devices on my phone. Yeah. You know what I mean, I can look up. There's no excuse anymore, right? <laughs> right. You can't pay you me. What do you mean? You can't pay it's me. It's okay. <laughs> I can pull out some plastic. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, no, it's just, it's unreal, man, how, how much we've advanced, but it's helped not only, myself grow but it's helped every industry grow not right. just me it's yeah yeah any, anybody this is everywhere anybody who's, who's who has a product to offer and although we don't sell anything my my service is my product you right know? so as long as i have something that i am selling you the, i mean the 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 media is available to me yeah, as well, yeah. there's you know, g- so. there's gonna be a demand you know yeah absolutely and yeah that's like you bring that up there'll always be a demand for my service because insects will be forever for sure forever yeah so, so I, we were talking a little bit before this and and you mentioned something that's that like i honestly got a little shocked and el paso's been through plagues just like any city right um what are some of the insect plagues that el paso's encountered over the last you know, 16, 15 years that you've like been in the working. last 15. Um, well, when I started, um, I mean, roaches, roaches are inevitable. Oh, they'll, roaches. Yeah, they'll be I forever. Roaches. But I have noticed with, with the developments, with the growth that El Paso has had, crickets in the 3.8 oh, are unreal. God, yes. Yeah, crickets are unreal. There's this little black beetle. It's called the drugstore beetle. It's tiny, hangs around the doors in, in bunches. That was another plague that hit for a little while. Um, <clears throat> the mosquitoes with the Zika virus last year were real bad. Yeah. Um, West Nile, a couple years back with the mosquitoes, got pretty bad here in El Paso. Um, what would you say is the, the worst? Ticks, the ticks two years ago when the Lyme disease thing came up because of, of Juarez here when they were crossing over and stuff, the ticks were pretty bad. So every year has had its own problem. Every year has been a little bit different based on really? the weather and stuff. Uh, I know people say El Paso is hot, and it is hot, but... Every year's weather is different, and we see it more than anybody because the weather does affect my business. You know, yeah. so you do get later starts to summertime, you get earlier starts to summertime, you get rainier seasons and than other years and stuff like that. You know, and that does have a lot to do with the kind of pests that we do have that year. You right. Know? But um, <clears throat> yeah, there's been there's been plenty of different plagues that come through here, man. It's, it's well, un- what's it's one of the insects that's probably one of the most difficult to get rid of? <clears throat> Bed bugs. Bed bugs. Yeah, bed bugs for sure. Um, the only reason why it's not impossible, and it's not extremely difficult, but you can't determine the amount of bed bugs there are in a place. I mean, you can walk into a place that has bed How bugs. How visible are these things? They're, they're a decent size. I would say maybe um, like a fire ant. You know, they're about that big or a tick, but they're, they're, they're not as big as a tick, but they look but like you ticks. Could they're, visually they're, yeah, see they're, they're round. That's they're round, gross. but they're, they're as visible as a fire ant. They are big, but they leave hundreds and thousands of eggs in the mattress. And when those are born, they're microscopic. They're tiny. And then they're, they're beige. You almost can't see them in your mattress. So a lot of people... So at that point, you know, do you just tell the people, burn the, the <laughs> no, mattress? No, no, no. <laughs> just, just burn the house. Right? At, yeah, maybe that. <laughs> no, no. But at that point, uh, I mean, any case is salvageable. Um, it's just a matter. It, it it does get a little bit pricey. Uh, it's if you have the means, you know, to do so. But keep in mind that getting rid of your furniture doesn't get rid of the problem. The the bed bugs will will make will they'll still remain in, in the house. Yeah, they're still in the house. So uh, if anybody was watching, that's a misconception. Don't don't throw your furniture away. Hire a pest control company to get rid of the bugs first. And if in fact you feel 
you know, or you're not comfortable keeping your furniture, at least it was already serviced and the area that you're going to bring the new furniture in has been serviced, yeah. you know, so. Uh, but and if all else fails and you just want to sell the house, contact <laughs> oh, yeah, me. me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. No, but uh, bed bugs is, is the most difficult because uh, a, a problem can, uh, it can appear smaller than it is when you get there. You think, oh, you know what? No, nah, maybe one or two services and you're good, yeah. you know, but. They hide in electrical sockets. They hide That's in crazy. They hide in uh, in your chargers for your phones. You know, they, they hide in. Dude, the, the other day I went to a house and I was the girl's mom from her homecoming. I was shaking the streamers and there was bed bugs. Oh in the streamers, God. You know, so I mean, they can hide basically anywhere. Yeah. And how does how does somebody know they have bed bugs oh, besides they, seeing they, them? They, no, they, they, they bite. You. Oh yeah, shit! They, yeah, they're pretty aggressive. So anytime you lay on the mattress with the bed bugs, they'll bite you. Yeah. So, and it's not a it's not a vicious bite. It doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt, but it, it it'll appear like a rash. Okay. The bites will start appearing like a rash, and they'll itch, and that's how you'll start to notice. You know what? I'm getting I'm getting bit by something here. You know. Oh shit. And they're they're pretty. Uh, now, have you been bit by anything yet? Because I'm looking at your spider, and I'm just <laughs> bro. If I see a spider, I I literally just want to throw the house. Yeah, I've gotten bit by a couple of spiders. Uh, really? Ants. Uh, gotten stung by a couple of bees. You know. Um, Nothing, nothing major? too crazy, no. Um, yeah, I mean, it's never. It's not really anything deadly. Um, nobody on my company, you know, thank God, has been bit by like a recluse or a black widow or anything that would wreck, put them in the hospital. Because we got some, right? Oh yeah, yeah, black widows and especially the black widow. That's a pretty common spider in El Paso. Granted, we're in the desert and they hang out by the rock walls, patio furniture. I mean, you you show houses all the time. I'm I sure see them all the time. Probably like you don't even know. Like, so I do have a phobia. Yeah. Of spiders, like a motherfucker. <laughs> and when I walk into houses and I walk into a spider web, dude, like so many clients have seen me, I freak out. I'm like, oh fuck! And I'm like, check me, check me, check me. Dude, I can't I can't even walk into a spider web without freaking out. So have you had to overcome any of those phobias in the business? Dude, the the biggest phobia that I overcame was you sell you sell central. Yeah. Right? They're on I love Central. Yes, I do termite inspections underneath the house, so I gotta. <laughs> so open you're up, crawling in I gotta there? open up a little spider hole. I gotta look in with my flashlight, and all you see is just you know chains of webs. Just as as you're flashing the light through, I gotta crawl in there on my stomach because I gotta check all of the beams underneath the house. You know, oh, so dude, that's the only that's the only phobia I've had to overcome. It's not even the the you know the claustrophobia or or being afraid of being tight in small spaces, tight yeah. spaces. It's really just. The uh, the fact that my only way out is back there. So if I run into a snake or, or a clown, <laughs> there's a, <laughs> if there's a snake down here, <laughs> or or if there really is some, if, if I start realizing, you know what, these are these are black widow uh, uh, webs. These are black widow eggs. You you, know? could, you could tell the yeah just by the sack. So if I start realizing that, my only way out is crawl back you know there's no like oh i can just get up and walk out so dude that's fucking freaky i don't think i would be able to do that that and then i used to always have this this thing that somebody was going to close a damn door behind me the little trap door like they're not going to know i was down there so like i'm crawling down there and then maybe like the gas guy that reads the news <laughs> by and he's like oh huh. shit this stayed open just had a drill, so, right? Just, oh, I got. Thank God I brought my drill with me today. It's a hammer. So yeah, that's the only thing. I'm just like, damn man, what if? Because sometimes I go by myself when you guys give me the the codes to get into yeah, the house and stuff. So I'm like, man, I'm here by myself. Yeah, it's you know? honestly like it's crazy because I experience the same thing. You know, like sometimes I'm waiting for clients to get there and I'm inside the house just turning on all the lights. There is times where you just like you get some weird vibes, you no? Know? Like you I just get. I'm like, <laughs> just like something's going on in here. That's crazy. Yeah, you're just like, wait a minute, dude. Right. I, I, yeah, I've had some house, like some some creepy homes where they're bigger than they should be. I don't know why they build homes as big as they do sometimes. There's square but you're like, yeah, there. you walk in and like, dude, and there's rooms everywhere. You know, you find like rooms that are rooms, and it's just yeah. like. And I always thought, man, I'm gonna run into one of these rooms and there's gonna be like a tied up person or something. I've literally thought <laughs> the same thing. I'm, I'm like, like waiting for what would I do? What would I do? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's crazy. But, um, there's no, I don't know, there's not a realistic phobia that I have at this point, man. No. It's been a long time, you know, and it, it's become work to me now, so it, it's natural to me, you know That's what cool. I mean? So it would be like, 
I don't know butchers. You know, yeah, I mean, at the, I'm sure at the beginning, as they're as they're cutting meat and stuff, it, it's it's gross. You know, you see yeah. all the blood, but then ten years later, like, man, ten years later, yeah, they're yeah, they're, yeah, they're yeah, they're probably taking pieces. In. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah whatever. That's but, crazy. Uh, so, um, yeah, no, you know, we talked a little bit about you going into houses and different things like that. Who who are some of your clients? And obviously, you know, as me as a realtor, I see your 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 brochures and your door hangers all over the place. Um, so working with realtors in specific, how is that process for you? How does it, how does that work? How does your relationship with them? Well, that's actually know, been my that's been my favorite line of work. Really? Yes, yeah, is it's the the real estate side of it. You know, the termite inspections and the termite treatments and stuff like that. I right. have grown a passion for that side of the business. That's you know? cool. And uh, I mean, I can sell uh, any service to anybody. I think for at this point, because I, I understand that side of the industry. You that's know, awesome. so um, it's yeah, I'm, I think. I mean, I, I think I rank up there with some of the best termite inspectors in the city, you know, so if I go out and I, and I inspect a house, I, I know that my client can trust that I'm giving my best and honest assessment of that, that property, you know, mm -hmm. so um, I, it's, it's taken a long time. I mean, I've been doing it seven years now consistently doing termites straight, just, you know, uh, where I'm doing inspections every day. I'm doing treatments, you know, a couple times a week right. and stuff. Bro, I, I always run into termites on fucking reports. Like, oh yeah, yeah, it's it's it's, it's, it's a common such a thing. Common, yeah, 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 people think it's not. And, and there's different types of termites, they, right? Yeah, there's not there, just one. There is just there's different types, but in El Paso, typically is all subterranean, which is is the best thing, best case scenario, because it's the simplest to treat and the cheapest to treat. Right, now, is that in the wood? Is that in the house, or is that out in the? Well, the subterranean gets the nickname, so or or the the name subterranean because it's always going to be on the sub floor, meaning it's on the first bottom floor and it's usually under the cement slab of the house okay, okay. so um typical construction is a single slab home and the only entries to the house are where the plumbing lines come in through. right right so typically those are the areas you'll find termites because they'll travel underneath the house and then they'll come in through yeah. those areas and that's where the moisture is at too so yeah. they need all that to build their colonies and stuff like that but uh yeah it's a, it's a lot more common uh, common than, than than most people think um i always recommend termite inspections whether or not they're required by the bank you know, I know some banks do, some banks don't. VA is always requiring them, but in in in, in all honesty, if, if you are buying a house, you want to know what you're investing in. It's For like sure. you said, it's the biggest investment yeah, in most man. people's lives, and you want to know that you're purchasing something that is is worth the risk. You know, because exactly. every it's all the risk. It's a it's a very big risk to yeah. buy a house. You know, so. Uh, you want to make sure you're going in there and, and you looked at every angle of the house and you decided, you know what, this one, this one's it. Yeah. And I'll tell you now, termites should never be the, the reason why people don't buy a house. No, you know? no, no. Yeah, I've ran into it so many times. Yeah, that's a very small issue. It's treatable. But it is very treatable, but keep in mind that on the, on the buyer's end, if you buy the house without doing an inspection, now the, the, the burden of, or that expense goes to you, you know. When you, as soon as you close, bro, it's it's your responsibility. Yeah. When you when you could have easily just had an inspection done, you know, had me go out there and say, hey, you know what, there is termites. Let me give the seller the treatment options, and what they can do that way, they can hand you the keys to a termite-free home. Exactly. You know? And that, that's what you want, essentially. I mean, when you're buying a car, and you go to the dealership. I mean, I bought uh, when I, I don't know about five years ago. I bought a Mercedes-Benz pre-owned, and the windshield was cracked across. And I told them, hey, I, I want the car. I do. But I want you to fix the the windshield for me if you can. If I would have signed it and then went back to them later, they would have said, "No, no, no you already signed it. Over, it's over." You know, just like, did you like? You see this as is, Mark? Yeah, you, yeah. you initial this yeah, as bro. is. So, I yeah, mean, that's that essentially that's what your your termite inspection exactly. and, and your home inspection. I, I honestly have never had a client tell me that they don't want one, but it's only because I honestly recommend one so much. You need an inspection. Like if you're gonna buy a house, it just like you said, it's the hugest biggest investment of your life and for you not to know what you're buying and run into issues later like you never want that to happen oh so, yeah yeah That's so knowing right off the bat and having a realtor too that is going to help negotiate those things because Sometimes people buy houses without realtors and they don't know those steps. Oh yeah, yeah. And that's, that's where that's I think I hear so many horror stories is I'm helping somebody sell a house and they're telling me about the five years ago that they bought the house without a realtor yeah. and they had to run into this issue and the plumbing issue and this issue. So you, uh, I, what I think is an even more touchy subject is the people that did have an agent that didn't get the inspections done, mm -hmm. you know? Cause I'm like, well, what do you hire the, inspection, the, the agent for? Shame on you. you. Know? Shame on y'all. Uh, I have I run into it all the time because I I mean my biggest my biggest revenue is still regular pest control, 
So I do get a lot of pest control clients that move into homes and say, hey, I want to service the house before I move in. Yeah, exactly. So I get there and I'm like, oh, have you used this before? And they're like, no. I'm like, did you didn't do a termite inspection here? They're like, nope. And I'm like, did you already buy the house? They're like, yeah, we signed yesterday. I'm like, whoa, why didn't you get a termite inspection? <laughs> yeah. They're like, well, my agent didn't tell me. And there's a, there's, a part of, there's a part of the application that you have to sign off on the termite inspection. That's yeah. not required, but you do have to opt out of it. Yeah, you know? and there's actually a document too that if you are buying a house, you have to sign that says in big capital letters, get a home inspection, you know? So if you're buying a house, I mean, you should definitely be aware, but I'll tell you for sure that there's definitely times that you're not, if you don't have that right rep yeah. representation. And, sure. and that's another thing, uh, this, I guess this would be the most appropriate time This is time some good to, stuff, this is smooth, huh? Oh yeah, absolutely. This, this is an appropriate time to introduce. We also do home inspections with my company, okay? Um, I'm not the home inspector. Um, I subcontract um, Isaac Acosta from Urban Home Inspections. Okay. Um, he was actually uh, um, blueprint inspection. He did commercial inspections. Um, he's been in, in the industry for 15 years. He's a UTEP grad. He's got a, an engineering degree from UTEP. Um, hands down, probably the best inspector I've, I've seen for, for your regular that's home awesome. inspections. And that's actually why we went with him. You know, So I mean, people call my office all the time. Hey, you know what? I want to partner with you guys. That way I don't have to turn clients down that if, if I do both home and termites, you know, before yeah. I was saying no, but now if I say yes, it can be both of us that go out there. When did you guys start doing the home inspection? Yeah, it was uh, about a year, about a year ago. That's awesome. Yeah, about a year ago. Um, How's that side of the business helped? It's good. Yeah. Oh man, yeah, absolutely. And it, it's helped a lot because uh, now my, my agents don't have to look for another inspector. Now they go with me and right, they go right. with my home inspector, Yeah. you know. And vice versa. Now his agents don't have to go with him in another company. They just go with him. Exactly. And then he, he sends get me the... a text, hey, termite inspection at the same time as my home inspection this date, this time. Yeah, you yeah. Know, that's it. You we'll knock out two together. birds, one stone, yeah, and, and then, then you still get the treatment. Yeah, and, and if, we, if, we, company, yeah, yeah. If, we find, if we find termites, you don't have to find a, a company elsewhere. You know, That's so, awesome. But um, yeah, so if, uh, if any of your clients, if anybody watching needs a home inspection, Isaac Acosta with uh, Urban Home Inspections, um, hands down, one of the best inspectors I've seen around, you know, and I've, I've been doing this a long time and I've, and I run into all kinds of home inspectors and some that come and some that go and stuff, but this guy's legit. Yeah, now legit. I've never even thought about this question, but do you think people even after moving in, you know, a year to year, how often do you think somebody should get a home inspected? Because I feel like a lot of people just focus on the visual part, but behind the walls, there's always stuff happening, you know, and things like that. Ooh, so. Wee. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't stop with each leg. Um, how often do you think people should be getting home inspections? If that. Home inspections, um, those are not as often as the termites. Termites is, an, is, is a common insect. Yeah. Uh, roof issues is not a common thing. You would have to have a natural disaster for that. Right, right. You know, or plumbing issues, roof. I mean, yeah. you're, you're looking at homes that even till today that are 110 years old in Kern and, and in Sunset Heights and stuff like that. They still don't have plumbing issues. Yeah, yeah. And they got in copper. They yeah, got and in some they cases got... they do, but yeah. in a lot of cases they don't. Mm -hmm. So that goes to show you the life expectancy on a lot of the materials that have been used and stuff. Mm -hmm. So as far as home inspections, uh, maybe once every 10 years, you know, yeah. get, get everything re-inspected, make sure everything's re-evaluated and they can tell you, hey, because keep in mind that a lot of these things that you see here, in two, three years, it gets revamped and now they're out of code. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just Bro, that's why houses get so expensive. <laughs> every just, year, every, every time a subdivision closes, it's not only because the land's getting more expensive, but code changes. If code changes on the windows, the double pane gas charge windows, then builders have to meet that code. And go that stuff's always going to be expensive. Oh, yeah. It's never yeah. going to be less expensive. You yeah, know? absolutely. And those, those costs don't. The builder doesn't need them up. They, yeah. they pass on to the new buyers. So, yeah, so as far as home inspections are concerned, maybe every 10 years. Uh, termites, maybe every three. Three. Yeah, because that, that's, a, that's a more common issue than any kind of building flaw. You know? So keep in mind that if you catch the termites early enough, you can do a spot treatment, which is significantly less than doing a full treatment on a house. You're, you're talking about saving hundreds of dollars just by... It could get pricey, right? Oh, yeah. The, the I mean, I've done, I've done treatments up to $1,600. Yeah. You know? So... For a house, for a house, yeah. Sure. I mean, so you, I mean, you can get away with doing a treatment for one hundred and twenty dollars on the spot, instead of doing, you know, a sixteen hundred dollar treatment because you waited too long on your inspection. You know, now the yeah. termites have moved in too far, 
and now I can't guess what avenue they took to get into and this now you're closet. Have to break sheetrock and yeah. shit. Right? It's just it's just a more extensive treatment, right. you know. So you want to you want to make sure that you're keeping up with your routine maintenance cuz yeah, that's what that's what termites are, they're pests. Yeah. It's routine maintenance of the homeowner. Keep up with your routine maintenance. That's what you want to do essentially. Take care of your home. You yeah. never want to go cheap with your home or with your car. Right. You know what I mean? You always want to or your sure house. stay or your, your house. Yeah. yeah. You always, anything that you invest in those are the two biggest investments, your home and your car. Make sure that if you're doing anything on your car, you're not going to put cheap tires on your car. You're not going to yeah. go with cheap oil or cheap right, gas. Right. You want to make sure you're going with something that's going to it's gonna last. Yeah, because you know? it's your safety too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah that too. So, yeah, so yeah, as long as they're keeping up with the home inspections every 10 and, and doing their, their termite treatments every three, they'll be all right, man. That's cool. So kind of switching gears, obviously your, your dad, you know, started this. He started hustling. He started, you know, growing the business back in 81. Um, how has that transition been now you taking over the company uh, and you know kind of for sure making it a family thing but has there been a lot of pressure what is that transition like for you now being you know the full yeah there's there's been a there's been some pressure I guess in the sense of uh, <clears throat> now the eyes are on me you right. know so now I'm the face of the company and if if I do something wrong, I don't compromise what, what I'm doing anymore. I have a lot of people that are underneath me that can also be out of work if I do something incorrectly. You know right, what I mean? Right. So that would be the biggest pressure. Um, <clears throat> but as far as the transition, I mean, it's been smooth. It's been, it's been really smooth. My dad, when he had the company, he wore a lot of hats. He was, he was the, the GM, he was the CEO, he was the president, and you know he was the operational manager, he was the secretary, he was doing a lot of things at the same time. I don't understand how this dude is still kicking, honestly, because yeah. that's bullshit, you know what I mean? But Oh, bro, yeah, they, were, they, made, they were made Yeah, they were really, yeah, they were, they were <laughs> My dad too, bro. I I'm like, I'm, I'm, like, doing, and I'm only look, doing one part. Yeah, you know bro, I mean? my dad's like 50-something, he <laughs> has like six jobs, I'm like, god damn, fucker. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, he did a lot more shit that I'm doing now, and I struggle now. You yeah. know what I mean? So, um, I had, when I came in, he understood that I, I wouldn't have completely understood the business like he did since he's the one that actually built it and put it together and stuff. So, he thought, you know what? We need to start taking the hats off and start kind of separating the work. That's with, cool. You know, the workload within the company. So, then uh, I have a secretary, uh, Maribel. She's been with the company. She, I, I'm guessing she's probably hitting about 20 years now she's Damn. up there you know and she's it's my loyalty she's my office manager That's and she cool. she's she's basically my boss she tells me where i go <laughs> what time i gotta be there and can i get saturday off you know what i mean like yeah that's the way yeah. it is no but yeah she's she's the one that she runs the show man I, without her man i don't i don't know what we would do because nobody knows it like she does you know, she's been my secretary forever she sets up everyone's appointments She's she schedules all of the employees. She sends and you got twenty five to thirty. Yeah, she sends out the she sends out the lists to them on their their daily schedules and everything. She receives them, puts in the payments, everything. Like she's she's legit, man. And badass, bro. I mean, she gets some help. We have a couple of other of other secretaries that are there, but most of them are just setting up appointments, getting you know receiving the phone calls and setting up appointments and stuff. And then uh, I have an IT manager now, David. We have a, we had a guy. He's uh, he's got an engineering degree, a computer science and stuff. And um, he completely automated my business. Everything is electronic now. Everything is on a tablet. It's all electronic. That's there's badass. No more, there's no more, uh, nothing's paper. The only thing that is paper is invoicing because by law, I got to write down my chemical use and, right. and all that stuff. But um, everything is on a tablet, man. If you want to see my schedule, it's right here. You know what I mean? If you want to see what, who came last time, it's right here. What they paid with, it's right here. How much, how much like time freedom does that give you? Because you know now exactly what you need to do throughout the day oh, and that just, way it, it just structures your day just, a lot even it's more just right smooth man it's smooth sailing it's better for record keeping it it tracks how much my company's growing too you know what i mean before we were kind of doing it manually and i think a lot of the things we were missing so we don't completely to the decimal know how much we grew from one year to the next right but now i can tell you from the exact day last year to today how much more I sold today than I did last year today. Year know? today. Yeah, year today. That's about us. So, and uh, it's all because he came in and he created a, a program. He's a programmer. He created a program that is specifically for the way I structured the business. You know, so the way the so he tailored this to the way the way the Alobos Pest Control structures the way we handle collections, the way we handle appointments, the way we handle credit card payments, everything. It's the way we did it, and it's right. in our system now. You know, so. 
he, he took one of the hats away from us, you know, so now he's my IT manager. I got Maribel, she's my office manager. Um, my dad is kind of a consultant still. He's still, he's still in behind the scenes, you know, if I, if I go to him, I say, hey, you know what, um, I'm having an issue with, with this person. How did you handle this when you were, when you were here? Right. You know what I mean? And stuff like that. So he still does a lot of that for me, you know. And That's awesome, bro. He's still in charge of payroll and stuff, making sure that the monies are still going to the right accounts and making sure all the guys are still, you know, that there's no money unaccounted for and, you know, no, no still mentoring a lot of the, his, his hires, the people he hired and stuff, you know, because they feel more comfortable with their older generation, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. So um, he does that. Uh, I got my little brother who came in. Um, he's Army Reserves and stuff. And... Uh, He's doing a lot of the operational side, so making sure that the trucks are the way they should be, making sure everybody is licensed, making sure that everybody understands new policy, making sure, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. So my little brother's kind of handling now. That's good. You know, so. It's, it's good that, not that, to wear all those but hats, yeah, it's, right? Now that burden is not yeah. on me, you know, so now it's more, now I'm worst case scenario. If they're giving me the call, Dave, this happened, you know, we don't know what to do here. You know, you, you handle it. You know, that, that and then that's me. That's my department, you know. Right. But for the most part, we're trying to do where I'm, I'm freelance, where the company can be run by the people that are already in those positions. And if it's something that's over their head and they feel, hey, you know what, I'd rather not touch this, here, you, you take care of it. You know what I mean? Like I had right. a guy that, hey, I get, I get the, the good end. The very, very good in, like this podcast here, hey, come in, you know, come interview with me, man, mm -hmm. and stuff like that. And then I get the, hey, Mr. Villalobos, this is so-and-so from this street. I'm calling the, the news on you because you didn't take care of my issue and you can't give me my money back. And so I get, you know, I get the yeah. bad end too. You the, so that, that's, the the kind of, that's the kind of stuff that lands on my lap, you know yeah. what I mean? And we appreciate anybody who's ever used our business. And um we're not in the market to take anybody's money, so we're we try to mediate the situation by still trying to figure how we can keep that client. exactly. Because I know I market, you know that's another hat that I wear personally. I do all the marketing for the business. I know how much it costs just to pick up one 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 guy, one client. You, you know, know what price I mean? per lead. Yeah, so I so I say you know what if you nowadays already, even though it's even though it could be easy that reach, you still have to appreciate the conversion of it, right? Because million eyes can see it, but to get the one customer, that's where I think contractors, general contractors, like really appreciate that part because it takes a lot of work to just get that one lead. When it's not a referral, when it's not coming in, and even yeah, when, when it is a referral, yeah. you know, it, it takes work to get that person from the very get-go. Oh yeah, yeah, it does for sure. And and like I've told all of my, my employees too, like you guys don't understand how much it costs to pick up one person. So don't let the lack thereof be the reason why we lose them, yeah, bro. you know, so one per one person's negative comment affects five, 10 people. Oh yeah. Because, you know? and, and I just, it's funny that you mentioned that I just had this conversation with somebody at the, at the bar the other night, I was watching the, the bears game at union here and a friend of mine was there. He works for, uh, uh, the water softeners. Okay. And he's like, Hey man, uh, what are you doing these days? I said, Oh, I own a pest control company. And he saw my shirt and he's like, dude, I just used you guys. Oh, he's really? Like, it's yours? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, yeah, you guys left a flyer on my door and I called you guys. That's badass. So I'm like, oh, that's good, man. And he's like, man, you guys must be doing good. I see your commercials. I see your billboards. Like, man, I see you guys all over the place, man. I see your trucks everywhere. And he's like, man, you guys must market like, you know, really, really well and stuff like that. And I said, yeah, we do. And he said, but you know what sold me? He's like, I looked at your reviews online and you have like a four, 4.7 rating. That's you know, out of five, right? Out of five. And yeah. I said, yeah, you know what? It's hard. It's hard to go off online reviews because when you when you have a bad experience somewhere right away you tell do it i went to this restaurant bro can you believe that this chick did this or that or yeah, they did yeah. this and you'll tell everyone you know that day everybody but you know when you was the last time you had a good, yeah, you had yeah, a good yeah. i mean i had a good meal this you know this morning yeah but i haven't told anybody about it <laughs> like, yeah exactly bro exactly. i haven't told anybody. I, mean, I went to a ramen place on the west side it was fantastic but <laughs> You're the first person I talked to. But if there was some you know, uh, toenail in there. But yeah, but if I had told you, man, I, I, yeah, if I found a roach in this damn suit, <laughs> everybody I know today yeah, would have heard it. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? So online reviews is tough. But now I'm, I'm happy too. that my reviews are where they're at. Man. Yeah, bro. I'm extremely happy they are. I think anybody at. and everybody, even if I do get a referral from one of my friends, you have to go somewhere to get the number, right? You go on the website. And right away, the first the first instinct is to just scroll down yeah. and check reviews. I check reviews for everything, and 
for you to have those negative reviews really hurts the business. But when you can build a 4.7 out of five, it takes work. I oh, think, it does, right? Yeah. And it's not just one comment. I'm sure you, and you then, have a bunch of. And if you for, if you look at our reviews, man, we're not we're not fishing for compliments either. I don't right. I don't tell my clients, hey, go and leave reviews because there's only like there's probably only like a hundred reviews on there, and the company's been in business thirty nine years. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, it's not it's not one it's not something that we're trying to promote, but um, yeah, he told me, hey, man, we what sold me was not only did I get your flyer, not only have I seen your trucks and your billboards and stuff, but um, your reviews were pretty good. You know what I mean? So essentially, I mean, that's helped me out too in, mm -hmm. in a weird sense. So, I mean, maybe now I should start telling everybody, hey man, leave me a good review and yeah, yeah. discount. <laughs> that's definitely something that me as a realtor, I do. And you know, if somebody can leave me a good comment on Zillow or my personal website, then that, that just goes so much farther because that really does build that trust mm -hmm. that a lot of people need. Um, so I think that's awesome. And obviously, you know, you got the comment the other day at Union Somebody's telling you, you guys must be doing great and everything. But obviously, there's been a lot of shortcomings, too, along the way. And there has to have been for you to grow that big, right? 16 trucks. I'm sure you guys remember your first truck. Yeah. So yeah, how, how, how many or what's one of the biggest, I guess, lessons that you've had to learn taking over the business now? that kind of was a wake-up call for you like oh shit like this is my new role i need to really step up to the plate well um going back to i guess the first the first shortcomings were um like i had mentioned my dad didn't have it as easy as as i have it now or as right. even my employees have it and stuff like that where work is already coming in um i mean we've we've got anywhere between 15 to twenty thousand appointments a year you know so it's it's a lot of appointments yeah you guys are busy and there wasn't that luxury back then. It was, I got to create work. He had gotten married. He had two kids at the time. And there was a time where he was telling me he was sitting in a, in a kitchen. He was on his knees. He was doing some, you know, some work under some cabinets. And he was looking around. And he's like, I can't. I'm not going to make it, man. Like, there's not enough money coming in. There's not enough appointments coming in on a day-to-day -day basis. And I can't, you know. And uh, like I said, he just kind of put his trust in God. And... You know, he said, well, I'm just going to keep pushing it. You know, this is yeah. this is what I feel you want me to do. Then then I'll then I'll do it. You know, so he did. And the company took off, you know, but there was there was a time where he was they were struggling, man. They, yeah. were, they were really struggling. You know yeah. what I mean? And, you know, uh, we do well now. We 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 make a decent living now. Now that I'm older and I see it, you know, but looking back at when I was a kid, I thought, you know, me and being that I bought my house and all that stuff now, I'm like, damn, we weren't doing that well back then. Yeah. Like, now that I think about what we were wearing and the kind of food we were eating and what toys we were playing with and stuff, I'm like, I don't think we were doing that well, man. <laughs> You're like, hold yeah. on, like, hold on. Wait, wait. I almost had, like, been like, I had the same time? bike for like 10 years. <laughs> you were still there. Yeah, I was still on a little tiny bike at like 14. You know? <laughs> and I'm like, there's no way we were doing that well, man. And then uh, the be most beautiful thing about that is that my dad with the amount of revenue that he's he's you know uh encountered now he lives the same you know what i mean he still drives you know the same modest car wearing the same modest clothes living Stay in the same somewhere. modest house and you know what i mean that's what i admire about my parents is they're extremely modest people i mean he does prison ministry now i mean on his downtime that's, you know, it, yeah. so that's what he's doing now so but yeah he's he's been he stayed pretty modest but Fast forward now to where I'm at and things that I've, I've encountered and the, you know, the, the ceilings that I hit and stuff like that. Um, I guess the biggest, the biggest thing is being afraid of, of being stagnant, being afraid that my business will stay the same as it did yeah. last year and that my role as a leader didn't, you know, it, didn't, yeah, it, didn't, it, it didn't really grow the business as, right. as well as it should have, you know? So that's one of the things, um, that I've, I've been concerned with. Another thing that I guess, uh, that we have to overcome is the fact that a lot of companies are opening up now and you know there's a lot yeah. more competition stuff you know what is that what is that like in this industry what is the competition like you know the beautiful thing about my industry is there's just like there's Gepar, there which is the association of realtors right. there's an association of pest control oh, which which promotes clean business you know which it is regulated what I love. yeah so what it does is you sell homes you've seen how many houses are you know, there's this ridiculous yeah, amount of houses for sale, amount of houses up. that you can service. It's just, it's ridiculous. So, um, there's enough, 
there's enough cookies in the jar for everyone, really. You know, so when we when we when they created the association the association of pest control, it was to promote clean business, and so that the the owners can kind of get to know each other, and that everybody can kind of say, hey, you know what, you know, if uh, if you need help with something, or if there's anything that you if we can do for you, we're we're an association. We're here in your industry to make sure that our industry continues to strive. You know what I mean? Right. So. Um, that's one of the things that that I like about my industry, but that's cool. I think I think having something like that in place really sets a standard for how everyone wants to keep the industry. Everyone wants to keep a standard because I I really feel like with real estate it's like that too. Like the shitty agents, the people that don't represent right, the people that have the worst intentions, you know, before the clients. Uh, I think they they really make themselves known to other realtors. And us other realtors, you know, that really does hurt our name because oh, yeah. when it, when you hear a bad review about a realtor, you just try to think. Do you think the industry is? This a is whole. A sh these are sharks, you know. Yeah, like these guys, the these guys are all the same. Just like contractors. How many yeah. times have you heard? Oh man, that contractor I hired him, but he just took my money and ran. Yeah, yeah, dude. And then they they don't pinpoint your company. They just it's a generality. It's a contract. Everybody, right? the contractors are yeah. shady. They start getting that that you know yeah. that persona that they're shady. So that that misrepresentation from a lot of people. I think you know as an industry, whatever industry you are, you want to hold that standard to how people should be treated and how people should view you as an industry. Yeah. You know, so I think that's super important too, and having that standard like Gepar and like your association. Yeah. Like really sets it. Oh yeah, it does. And so then networking. I, but going good. back to your original question, you know, the fact that other companies have opened up, I've run into foreign companies that come in from out of town that badmouth my company. Yeah. You know, that's a, That's one of the. That's one of the things that I've had to kind of overcome. Where right. how do you handle that situation? Mm -hmm. You know, do you reach out to them and now oh it's war between you and I, or do you reach out to them and say hey man come in let's talk man let's see what what is it that you have against me right and my in my business that. You know, you you felt the need to undermine me or or, yeah, yeah. or or kind of slander the things that we're doing on our end. You know, right. so those are the things that I've had to overcome. Um, I guess trying to figure out how to handle it from a professional standpoint and from being the business owner too. Not not just you know, well, I'm just an employee here, so now I'm I'm disposable, so I don't care. You know what I mean? Right. So this this is my career. You know, so I can't compromise what I'm doing for the sake of the people that also work for me too. Exactly. You know, so it's not just your mouth that's getting yeah, cut, yeah, right. Absolutely. It's everyone else's. Um, kind of wrapping up, you know, I think, I think you've been super informative as far as business and everything. What advice would you have for, you know, somebody sitting at home listening to the podcast and just, you know, feeling like they're in a position where they want to grow, they want to start their own thing, but maybe they're kind of running into something that your dad ran into where, you know, it's, it's hard and, and you kind of want to give up and maybe you don't see that light in the end of the tunnel. What kind of advice would you give them? Well, I would... The, the first first and foremost I would I would do my research and see you know what the probability of that industry being a success would be mm -hmm. um, a lot of people want to get into an industry that is kind of a dime a dozen where you know either you have it or you, or you don't you know and they just think oh well you know he did it so I can you know what I mean and it's it's not that simple and I, and I hate to see especially in my industry I see restaurants close all the time where they open up and six months later I'm I'm knocking yeah, on your door like, a lot you, know, of you, yeah. you know and it's like damn it sucks you know and I had a feeling coming in here the first time that and it wasn't going to do that well you know and it's like you know it you got to be uh, like I always tell people at the end of the day I'm a realist you know and just be realistic you know be realistic with your goals right you know um I don't ever want you to think that you can't do something, but I mean, if you're five five one fifty, you're probably not going to play in the NBA. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? That's so, exactly what Gary Vaynerchuk so, yeah, yeah. said. And I said, hey, so I mean, in in reality, be realistic with your goals. A lot of things are at reach, so reach for the things that are reaching back. You right. Know what I mean, so if there's something that you can obtain, obtain it. Yeah. You know, but but don't get ahead of yourself. If you get to that that point that you've obtained what you wanted, and there's something else that's reaching out to you, then then climb. But don't don't reach for the stars right away. Yeah, you know what I mean. So it's, that's I mean, that's smart. I think that's I think that's honestly real advice because a lot of people do try and get into, you know, maybe they follow the wave of oh well this is hot right now sure. or my my friend you know like you, um, you're actually one of uh, best friends with one of our past interviewees, yeah. uh, Juice Jerry. Jerry. Yeah, Jerry. Huh? And you know Juice Jerry's built a brand and he's he's done this, the, he's turned this supplement 
company of his into something worldwide. He's the the perfect example. And I know that you interviewed him before. I didn't, I don't know how in depth he got with the business, but he didn't even get approved on business loans. Essentially, when he went out there originally, he didn't get approved on anything. Now he's getting million-dollar loan offers. He's getting, you know, he's getting these big offers now. Yeah, bro. But it's because he started off. He didn't reach too high. He thought, you know what? This, this is the, this is where I want to reach, and let me get there first. Once I get there, then I'll start reaching further, and I'll reach bigger further and, and further. And but he didn't reach for the stars right away. Yeah. You know what I mean? He, and it's like he, he says he built, too, like he built the company the right way. He got his own money and reinvested in himself. And became the empire that he is now. And he's actually one of the people I admire the most in business. Yeah. That his, his business has taken off in the short amount of time that it did because he did it correctly. You know, and that's 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 something that these he's patient with it. Yeah, just patient be patient with it. it. Yeah. Be patient and be realistic with it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm over here leaning down. I'm, I'm getting bit by mosquitoes like crazy, bro. I was at the park because <laughs> I, I don't service this house. That's <laughs> yeah. why. Um, so one of the questions that I always like to wrap up the podcast with is, obviously, you know, I love the city. I love El Paso. Born and raised here uh, as yourself. And I just love this city, bro. And, and honestly, you know, I think the city has so much to offer, especially if you've never been here. It's really a cool vibe. Uh, so tell me, you know, Three things. One, what's your favorite place to eat here in the city? Because we have a lot of those. Uh, what's your favorite place to hang out? You know, um, I actually ran into you at the golf course the yeah, other day, and yeah. that's how we scheduled this. But we were talking a little bit, and you mentioned that you go there a couple times a week, and I was just like, we must "That's so doing, cool, bro! Like you're so busy, we but we must you're be still doing fine. it right, and we're going out golfing, right? Yeah, right, right. <laughs> but uh, you still find time for yourself too. So. Give me one of your favorite places to eat here in El Paso, favorite place to hang my, out, and favorite place to my celebrate. My absolute favorite place to eat is Stevos. Yeah, I love Stevos. Stevos is my absolute favorite Everyone place. Everyone behind the camera is saying that. Shout out to Steven and Andrina. You guys are doing it right for sure. Um, I love Stevos. That the food is fantastic. I wish I can visit more often, but Steven and Andrina, let's I'm get busy. you on the show. Yeah, too. Busy. yeah. You know what? That'd be that'd be great. Yeah, yeah. We'll but uh, yeah, this, they. Uh, they have great food. I I work during the week. I wish I could get out there more than I do. But yeah, they, that's probably my favorite place to eat. Right? That's it's, awesome. It's Devo's. I love Stevo's too. Bro. Yeah, it's fantastic, man. Fucking dope. Uh, what about favorite place to hang out? Um, I like playing darts. So I like uh, uh, Union or Cincinnati Union's Bar. Fun. Yeah. I go to Cincinnati Bar all the time. I'm always at Union. Um, I'm I'm not a real big pop bottles kind of you know yeah. i get reservations and stuff i'm more of a quiet drinker kind of like what we're doing here if i can hear you at the bar then that's the kind of bar that's I perfect be at, yeah, you know yeah. What i mean if i can sit and have a real conversation with somebody you know what i mean even even uh you know the the women that i've dated in the past and stuff like that i would rather take them to a bar that i can hear them at than take them to a bar that it's, it's like, extremely ah, loud and ah. you know if i'm not <laughs> buying them a shot i'm not keeping them entertained because that's the yeah, only yeah. thing that you can really interact Girl, in that time, you know so yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, Union, Cincinnati Bar. They opened a uh, Union West that I want to visit. I know that Union West just cool. opened up, so I want to head out there. I like beer. I'm a craft beer drinker. Where's Union West? I haven't it's known. on, uh, I think it's, what is it, Northwestern? What does is, what is, uh, Red turn into? Is it Northwestern? Yeah. It's Northwestern, yeah, it's right? Helena, Troy, and Northwestern? Yeah. Right there in that area? Yeah. Yeah, it's in that area right there, man. Dope, dope. There's a keg and brew out there now. Um, there's a sunny sushi. There's, there's, it's growing out there, guys. So El Paso is not, it's not one dimensional. There's plenty to do. Yeah, it's horizon, yeah, far east, northeast, yeah, west side, here, everything. Yeah, Union definitely. Uh, Cincinnati bar, like I like going there. Um, you know, basically anywhere that is kind of quiet and that's cool. Have a drink and stuff. So. so- any place that you like to, you know, celebrate in particular, birthday party, something like that? Well, uh, even though you're not S- bubble, Sister bubble Esther's, bubble. I guess. Uh, Sister Esther's. Sal. Sal's my best friend. He's a yeah. DJ there. Sister Shout Esther. Out Shout out to Dickie and Sal. Um, yeah, those guys are good friends of mine. And, and I, if, I'm in a, if I'm in the mood to get in, a, like, if I'm in party mode. A little like rage. That. A little yeah, rage. Cincy, yeah, I will, I'll go to Cincinnati Street. We all Street. like to have fun. I'll go to Cincinnati Street, hit up Sister Esther's, get yeah. a DJ booth, take a, a bunch of shots and stuff. And That's cool, man. Have a good time out Sister there. Sister Esther's so. super fun. Not yeah, a lot of definitely so, man. Well, cool, man. Really excited, uh, you know, for you not only to come and, and help me record episode number 40, but for people to hear your story and hear, you know, about the business, because I'm sure a lot of people have seen the name 
don't really know the story too much too. Yeah, so. well, I appreciate you having me out here, man. Yeah, yes. for sure, bro. Um, where can people find you on IG and uh, Facebook? Uh, on Instagram, you can find me at uh, David Villalobos Jr. Um, on Facebook, it's Villalobos Pest Control. Uh, you can get online at uh, villaloboscontrol.com. You can set up your appointments online. You can pay online. Uh, you can call my office at 915-591-3366. Uh, we accept all forms of payment. We have military discounts available. Bitcoin? Um, <laughs> Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it to cryptocurrencies. <laughs> so, no, but um, yeah, if you, if you, if for any of your pest control needs, we, do, we specialize in both pests and termites. Uh, we do home inspections, uh, bee removals, fleas and ticks, bed bugs. Uh, basically anything uh, ex, pest related, ex-girlfriends, so, ex-girlfriends, ex-boyfriends, uh, mother-in-laws, anything you guys need, <laughs> and, uh, just give us a call. But yeah, again, the number is 915-591-3366 or log on to villalobospestcontrol.com. David, appreciate you again, brother. Thank you so much. I need to fill you up. Yeah, you need to. So we can cheers, man. You need <laughs> yeah, bro, hold on, hold on. Let's do it. Let's real this. cheers. This is rude. Uh, but Because I'm getting way too comfortable here. Yeah, right? It's getting warm in here. But uh, now, bro, really appreciate you uh, taking the time to sit down with us. For you guys listening at home, make sure you guys tune in every single week where we have entrepreneurs, influencers, movers, and shakers like David on the episode and on Whiskey Wednesday. Appreciate you guys for listening. We'll see you guys next week. Cheers, bro. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Whiskey Wednesdays. Hope you enjoy this episode. Don't forget to subscribe, like, and comment. And you can see more on YouTube, Instagram, and Apple Podcasts.